0: Hi, I'm Sheldon Primus. I'm here to help you learn the business of safety consulting. This podcast, The Safety Consultant, will give you the tools to be your own boss by protecting the safety and health of others. It's a win-win. But before this episode, here's a message from our sponsor. Start your own safety consulting business. Your knowledge and experience can give you the freedom of being your own boss. I'm Sheldon Primus. I've been a consultant since 2008. I've developed the Safety Consultant Blueprint to give you a step-by-step guidance to get your safety consulting business started. Go to safetyconsultantblueprint.com, enter the code podcast for 20% off of your registration. Experience the amazing feeling of taking charge of your own destination, while helping others become safe and sound. Welcome back to the Safety Consultant Podcast. This is episode one, and this is the podcast where I show you how to do the business of Safety Consultant. So I am your host, Sheldon Primus, and this episode will be dedicated to getting you a little bit aware of who I am, what I did, my, uh, my background, as well as uh, what I do currently as a Safety Consultant. So I'm going to take you back, take you back a little bit about how I actually got into safety. So one of the things that I've done in my career is a wastewater operator. And when I got into wastewater operations, that was in 1994, which was with the city of Orlando. I, was a, I wasn't actually into safety yet. I was just a wastewater operator. And they asked me, hey, Sheldon, would you be interested in becoming the safety coordinator at the plant? And it was a two-year term. And I thought, okay, I can do this. The safety coordinator it will be fun. I get my own office. I get a pro card. So say so the pro was for a purchasing card. So I got the purchasing card and an office. I thought, this is great. I'm in. So I decided at that point uh, that I was going to learn a little bit more about safety as best as I could. So, what I did is I applied uh, to get some courses done. And one of the courses was just an introduction to OSHA. So, the city did afford me to go do that course, which is really good because Florida is not under a state OSHA plan. Therefore, it's under federal OSHA. So, being federal OSHA, all public sector employees are exempt from the OSHA regulations. However, many of the cities and counties, they just use the OSHA regulations as best practice. So I was uh, using OSHA at that time as best practice so that I could uh, do what I needed to do for the safety and health of my plant. So the plant that I was in was a wastewater treatment plant and it treated right around, I believe, eight million gallons of wastewater a day. So how the wastewater process works is dirty water in, anything you flush or pour down a drain has to go through a series of pipes. The series of pipes uh, underground will also collect into these cans, which are list stations. And then from the list stations, they're pumped to the next list station, pumped to the next one uh, through the series of pipes until they get to the treatment plant. And then when it comes through the treatment plant, it goes through a process of screening and uh, just other things that will make it uh, cleaner for uh, the final effluent, which will be, in some cases, it was surface water discharge. Some cases, it was underground injection. And in some cases, the water becomes irrigation water. So it has to be clean enough. So the whole process has many safety and health concerns, including uh, anything that is underground construction. So I had to be aware of some underground construction. Uh, The plant that I was in, uh, they actually had tanks that were enclosed with doors. And each year where we would basically rotate in and out, uh, when we would go into these tanks, clean them up. So that's a permit required confined space entry. So I had to learn about that. And then uh, the other things that we had was chemical treatment, uh, exposure to biological hazards, exposure to slips, trips, and falls, had exposure to other chemical hazards in laboratories. So uh, that's all the safety and health things that I was trying to gather and understand while I was also becoming a part of the safety and health, being the safety and health coordinator of that facility. And I would have to learn about how to do Safety committees, how to look and review safety written programs. So, those are also things that I learned during that time period. And uh, we did use OSHA record keeping as a baseline for how we would record injury and illnesses. So, I learned a little bit about OSHA record keeping then at the same time. I went into the field thinking that it's going to be a cakewalk and going to get a chance to hide out in an office. And eventually, I, I realized that, hey, i like this and it's also helping people keep them safe as well as uh, this is something that could be added to my uh, personal development so later on i might be able to do this in different capacities so as i became more and more into safety and health i also got to learn the uh, the other side which is the uh, the side of being an operator so I became an operator, a better operator. I got my operations licenses, my C, B, and A license to treat wastewater. And uh, along the way, I also uh, started looking for advancement. So I left the city of Orlando right around 2002. And when I got out of Orlando, I went into a seacoast utility, which is over in Palm Beach Gardens. So I got into the west coast of Florida. Spe and fun. So at that place, I was helping do a maintenance program, and I was kind of getting groomed towards getting into more of the management side. And from there, I stayed only a short time there and I moved over to my last position as an operator, and this was being a plant superintendent. first I was hired on in this new plant, which is again right around the 11,7mGD, million gallons per day plant. So I started learning a little bit more on the advanced side of treatment of the process. I had many years at this point of down in my belt of safety and health for all the things I talked about before the permit required confined space, trenching and excavation, a few other things with maintenance, having to deal with electrical and pumps. And yeah, all those things was really starting to to be what I was learning the most. And I started to get into the safety and health aspect of this new job, and they hired me to be a chief operator, but they didn't have a safety and health coordinator either. So I was the safety and health coordinator, and I was the chief operator, and eventually a plant superintendent, Uh, and then I was over the maintenance department and a few other things. They had a maintenance coordinator, but I was over them as the superintendent. So I learned management. At the same time that I learned uh, safety and health even more. So I was uh, the safety and health coordinator and my official title was safety and health compliance officer because I also had to do environmental compliance. So all you out there that has the E, H and S designation, that title for E for environmental, H for health and S for safety. Then now you're actually may get an extra S for security. I've seen that too. That's, that was my position for a while, and it was a special district of the state of Florida. So I became a state employee at that point, and I really, really said I needed to get some better grip of a higher level of safety than I had. So I knew how to run a safety committee, I knew how to run a safety program, I knew how to develop written programs, but I needed a little bit more help. So I decided to get certified uh, for safety. So I chose the Certified Occupational Safety Specialist program, COSS, COSS, so that's my safety designation. I'm a COSS. And then also I later on I developed into a Certificate of Occupational Safety Manager, COSM, so that's my other designation. Uh, at the time I was going through uh, Orlando, I got my bachelor's in marketing. And then I never thought I'd use that. And then eventually I got my master's in public administration because my plan was I was going to be a utility director. And I wanted to do that. That was the thing I was looking for. And it didn't work out the way I wanted to. So what happened was the utility that I was working with, they started paying for my master's degree, which was great because I was happy they paid for my cost certificate. They started paying for my master's degree. But after a while, it turned out that uh, I was denied something that was, I was already given. So they paid for the first three classes. I submitted the payment for my fourth class. And the executive director of the utility saw that and says, what does public administration have to do with Sheldon's job? So in that way, it turned out that he denied what I was already getting. And all the HR record says that I should have been reimbursed because it was previously approved. So I got a little bitter at that one. And I really said, all right, I am going to start planning my exit. So my actual boss at the time, uh, he told me a few years ago when right now we're running about the 2005, 2006 time period. He said, Sheldon, Everyone should be incorporated because that's how all those big entities, actually the owners, they save money on uh, different things. They could go out to dinner, they write it off, they write off parts of their homes if they use it for an office. And for him, he was thinking of it financially. But for me, it kind of hit me as if I started my own business, then eventually I could get myself out of this. So I decided to start my business in 2008 when we bought our first home. So we bought our first home in South Florida, Port St. Lucie, and I wanted to use that address uh, for my home business and then set aside a little part of that uh, home for my office. So that's what I did. I started Utility Compliance, Inc. That was my very first business, and I was a safety consultant at that time because it was... Safety, it was utility compliance for environmental as well as safety compliance. And then it was a lot of training. So I started out as working part-time. I would take days off to meet with clients, do training. I'll do training on the weekends. I'll promote it all myself. I'll do flyers and send out emails to people saying, I'm going to do a course in this. And people started uh, taking my courses. So it was really good to see that develop. And at the time when I was doing my master's degree and I was starting to get a little burnt out with government work was right around that 2012 mark. So 2012, September of 2012, I decided that's it. I'm going out on my own full time because I thought if I'm part time and I'm doing decent with part time money, But I'm not actually meeting clients when they're working. I'm actually just hosting courses and doing that part-time. I could probably be better off if I go full-time myself. So that's what I did. I went full-time myself and I decided I was going to get out there and give this thing a shot. And I went full-time with safety, my uh, uh, utility compliance business. And I gave my notice as a three-week notice. I trained my replacement. And then I got out there and, and, and started trying to figure out what to do. So that was my foray into the actual safety and health consulting side. What I figured out after that was a lot. I did not understand all the things that was going to be required of me when I got out of my own, because now I'm trying to make my life and my living without having a set income. So the first thing I thought when I got out of my own was, all right, this is great. I'm going to be able to start my day at any time, and I'm going to just go out to these uh, networking meetings in my local community, shake some hands and get some business from my local community, hand out uh, all my business cards as I made them up. And I started doing that. However, it wasn't giving me the results that I needed. It turned out that after a while, I was thinking that my first initial handshake would be business like within a week, within two weeks. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to get some business because I met this person. I met that person. It didn't work out that way. It turns out that from initial meeting meaning shaking my hands from meeting someone who is, has some responsibility for safety and health or maybe some responsibility in the higher up of the organization to when we actually started doing business became six months, seven months, eight months, a year. So from that time period, when I'm waiting for a consistent business, I had to do something. So what I did was I started getting some CEU training Uh, where I could be a CEU provider. And I did that for a while and that helped get some business growing. And then I had to rethink the way I was becoming a safety consultant. So I really started trying to figure out how to rethink what to do. So I created a system for myself as to how I am going to uh, get a safety consulting business off the ground. So I, uh, wrote a book later on, you know, several years later, and uh, the book is regarding how to be a safety consultant and to start the business. So what I'm going to do for the first few episodes of this podcast is uh, we're going to actually go over the steps of that book that I, I was looking for. So some of the things that, that I really want to stress to you and to show you that you can do this is you could start using your knowledge of what you do because each safety consultant will have their own proficiency, but I'm going to show you specifically of, you know, how I got the business started. What did I do to get the ball rolling? So uh, that's going to be part of the, the idea that I'm going to use in this podcast. So, the first I'm going to do it's the seven steps of starting a profitable safety consulting business. That's of my book. And from there, what we'll do is we'll take each, uh, delve into each chapter. And then uh, from the, the each chapter that we, we delve into, then we're going to just open that up, really get you guys, uh, starting, uh, getting your, your mindset with the safety consulting See, if, so you don't have to buy the book. It's up to you. If you want to, just go to Amazon.com and just go ahead and do Safety Consulting or Sheldon Primus, the search, and you'll be able to find that book on Amazon.com. But what we're really going to focus on is I want to break down that substance for you so that you could get the idea of exactly how to get your business going there. Get you guys a little bit more about how I developed and a little bit more about me before we get into any of that. I had to learn a lot about OSHA compliance because I was public sector, like I said, and there was no actual OSHA compliance uh, for Florida public sector employees. So I learned a lot about OSHA by thinking about EPA. So I drew the comparison of all the Title 40 things I knew and said, all right, Let's go into EPA model, look at that. And that's probably the same type of modeling that OSHA has for Title 29. And it actually is. So that's how I I approached my first thought of of what am I going to do as learning OSHA. So when I took that COST class and got certified as a certified occupational safety specialist, and if you're interested in that class, that's through the Alliance Safety Council. And you would have to go to COSS.net, C-O-S-S dot net. Uh, I'm an instructor for them now. So if you take a class that I'm instructing, then that'd be pretty cool, right? Be able to uh, talk to someone that listens to the podcast. That will be awesome. So you want to do uh, COSS.net and uh, go ahead and sign up for one in your area. What I did is I learned a lot about the OSHA regs in that cost class. And I uh, met people that could help me, you know, really get developed into OSHA compliance mindset. So I went back when I finished up the, the course, really looked into how I could incorporate that into clients and getting some business. And I started reaching out to people and telling them, I could help you with OSHA compliance and I got disconnected or some people didn't really feel that I was a OSHA compliance specialist because my business name was utility compliance Inc. So I decided to do a doing business as, which is called a DBA. So I was OSHA compliance help was the new business I started using. So utility compliance had a DBA Doing business as OSHA Compliance Help. So when I dealt with the public sector, I was Utility Compliance. When I dealt with the private sector, I was OSHA Compliance Help. Just that little mindset change for me and even that little marketing change for me was great because there's a lot of people who uh, saw the OSHA Compliance Help and the name said it all, OSHA Compliance Help, and therefore they decided, all right, we're going to give this guy a chance. And uh, that truly, really helped me get my foot in the door. And I kept working at that. And eventually, I was able to uh, create other entities for safety and health. So right now, I've got an entity called the National Environmental and Occupational Safety Training, Inc. And I picked that name because of the acronym NEOSTI, N-E-O-S-T-I. I figured if you're going to have anything that is going to be a nonprofit, you're going to have to have an acronym, right? That's what all those nonprofits do. They have an acronym for everything. So I was actually figuring out the acronym almost first before I got the name. So NIOSTI, National Environmental Occupational Safety Training, Inc. So that is going to uh, be my, my next uh, foray. I had dissolved utility compliance, and I partnered with someone who is ex-OSHA. Uh, Kevin Yarbrough, and uh, we started Shellbro Safety LLC. So Shell for Sheldon, Bro for Yarbrough. And with just me and, and Kevin working together, we created a business where we reach out and we do mock OSHA audits. We do a lot of training. We also could go out and do written programs. Those are some of the things that I really started picking up more and more with my safety consulting business. Uh, so that became a little bit of the things that I learned later on. Truly, it was a, a learning experience. I didn't know exactly what to feel the first time I got started. I got on my own. I didn't have a direction of exactly how I'm going to run my business. I knew that I needed a few things. I had to get an incorporation. I knew that I needed to get taxing and all that done. And we'll definitely go through that. But I, I needed to learn how to get clients, keep them happy, and then also get more clients and, and grow my business that way. So that's the, the hard-won experiences that I've had is what led me to do the Safety Consultant uh, Blueprint. There's a Facebook group out there, which is a free Facebook group. So if you go to facebook.com backslash groups, backslash safety consultant no s safety consultant Uh, that group is an international group right now we're over a thousand and that group is people who are either safety consultants themselves or they're working for companies that use them in the role of a safety consultant so they're safety officers but they have to almost play the role of a safety consultant so that's a good group for you to just uh, join. I still have the OSHA Compliance Help and I do use that OSHA Compliance Help YouTube channel to give information on compliance for my clients as well as for just the general public. So to find that, you go to youtube.com backslash C for channels backslash OSHA Compliance Help. So that's how you would find that group. and. Uh, you'll have a whole bunch of resources there too. So that's a little bit about myself. And I really would love to uh, ensure that you guys are going to get the most out of this podcast so that your business will grow. That's my intent as well as my goal. My goal is to make sure that you can grow your business. I see a lot of people start safety consulting and they can't sustain it. So they have to go back to work. And I uh, wanted to do my best to see what I could do to break down the art of being a safety consultant and then helping other people uh, remain in the business so that they can have a viable business as well as help other people. So episode number one under the books, Yeah, that's a little bit about me. So now you know who your host is for the safety consultant podcast. And uh, when we come back, what I'm going to do is going to give you tip number one for becoming a safety consultant. Or you may even say tip number one in safety consultancy. So we'll be right back. Start your own safety consulting business. Your knowledge and experience can give you the freedom of being your own boss. I'm Sheldon Primus. I've been a consultant since 2008. I've developed the Safety Consultant Blueprint to give you a step-by-step guidance to get your safety consulting business started. Go to safetyconsultantblueprint.com, enter the code PODCAST for 20% off of your registration. Experience the amazing feeling of taking charge of your own destination while helping others become safe and sound. Welcome back to the Safety Consultant Podcast. You are in episode number one. And before we go, let's give you the tip of the day. So the tip of the day for safety consultancy, what we're going to do is make this one easy. The easy tip of the day is start your business today no matter if you're working for someone else or not, uh, you want to start your business today. So this is going to actually go into uh, one of the first things I talked about in my book is to age your company. So to age your company, you should start your LLC or your Inc. However, you're going to do that. You should uh, really kind of research which one's best for you, but you should start it today. And the reason why is, I started in 2008 technically on the books of when I was a safety consultant. However, even though it was part-time, the business age for, for me when I uh, did my Florida Articles Incorporation, that starts my business and it started it in 2008. So from anyone who has uh, seen the utility compli- compliance brand, was looking back to it as 2008. So even though I didn't go full-time until 2012, I could already said I had several years in business already because I was doing it part-time, but uh, the clients didn't need to know. I was part-time at that point, unless they asked directly. But uh, what I did have was an aged business. And so, 2008, 2009, 2010, 2011, 2012. So that's five full years of the company being aged before I actually went full-time uh, in being a safety consultant. So during that time period, I was able to uh, really grow and understand the business. There were some tough times. There were some good times. I learned from things. I got myself some more education Uh, I was able to complete my cost certificate and got that. I was able to make sure that I was prepared for more business. Because when you do go full time, you're going to have to get more and more business. So I was able to do that. And I grew the business organically and word of mouth. I didn't even start with any promotion yet. So at that time period, I said, I'm full-time, five years in, all my marketing said, you know, since 2008. So utility compliance and business since 2008. So a client would look at this and say, all right, they're not just a new kid on the block. They've been here for a while. So that it afforded me some sort of credibility with the clients before they actually hired me. So that's the tip for today. Definitely, you want to aid your business. So if you're thinking about a safety consultant business, age your company. Start it today. So I would find whoever you need to in your jurisdiction that is responsible for doing your articles of incorporation. That's your state. Uh, so your state department will take care of that. Uh, so go ahead and apply for your articles incorporation. In most states, it's dirt cheap. So go ahead and do it. Get it going. So that is the tip of the day. And thank you for listening to the Safety Consulting Podcast. I look forward to meeting some of you guys out in the road. Send me an email if you want to, uh, which is sheldon at safetyconsultingpodcast.com. And I will look forward to talking to you next week. Have a wonderful and safe week. Bye.